Welcome to the Beginner Photography Podcast. Today, we're going to break down four ways to make sure that you capture the best summer memories. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Beginner Photography Podcast, a weekly podcast for those who believe that moments matter most and that a beautiful photo is more than just a sum of its settings. A show for those who want to do more with the gear they have to take better photos today. And now your host, Raymond Hatfield. Hey, hey, welcome back, all of my photo friends. Look at you. You are back and you are ready to learn and you're ready to get excited about photography. And I am so happy that you are here today. Today, we have a really good episode, at least I think. It hasn't technically been recorded yet. We're in the process of doing that. But I think that uh, today's episode is going to be something that uh, that truly I wish that I had when I first really started getting serious in photography because, uh, you know, we get into photography to capture, uh, you know, great memories that we have uh, and, you know, not um, become overwhelmed with photography. You know, the, the camera is supposed to make those memories better. And yet oftentimes we just get overwhelmed. So today, as I said, I'm going to share four ways that we can make sure that you capture just the best summer memories and are able to, you know, look back and really enjoy these things later on in life. But first, I have to share some really big news that uh, that I just kind of stumbled upon just yesterday. And I'm very excited about this. And that is that the Beginner Photography Podcast is listed as one of the top 10 visual arts podcasts by Apple Podcasts. Like that is that is huge. Right now Apple Podcasts is the uh is the largest marketplace for podcasts right behind Spotify and you know coming up on uh Amazon Music here. But Apple Podcasts has always been the gold standard and uh to be ranked in the top 10 top visual arts podcasts in uh in the states in the United States is massive and something that I'm I'm very proud of because you know I've been working at this for for a long time and I I show up and you know we we interview amazing photographers and we talk about what it is that they find interesting and how they see the world and week after week you continue to come back like this this is only possible because you keep turning up and tuning in and leaving the show a review and that is how we've gotten to this point and currently we're just four reviews away from 200 and i know that that you know it's like wow you know this is the internet you know whatever but when you consider that less than five percent of all podcasts have more than 10 reviews oh my gosh it is safe to say that you know there's no way that that we could have got here without you and your help so i just want to take a moment to say that if you have left the show a review from the bottom of my heart thank you this is this is truly incredible and if you have yet to do so and you're listening right now on apple podcasts and you're getting value out of the show i would be thrilled if you left the show a five star itunes review again if you're enjoying it it doesn't have to be long just share something that you've learned from listening to the show or why you keep coming back each week you know it doesn't have to be a novel just enough to let me know that you're listening and enjoying the show. So again, to everybody who's left a review and to all of those of you in the future who are going to leave reviews, thank you so much. Like we did it. We're making it. We're making an impact on on the lives of of, of so many photographers. Those who 
truly want to capture the world around them and tell the stories that you know that we see as as unique human beings this is so cool i cannot wait for the future of photography and to see where you know photography goes and it i hate to say that it all starts here but you know we all have to start someplace and if this is where you choose to uh, you know start your journey in photography i can't tell you how humbled i am to 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 be thankful and to be a part of that so again thank you so much now, again, today's episode, we're talking all about summer. Summer is, for all intents and purposes, here. Uh, it is It is no longer snowy. It is no longer, you know, I'm not worried about a frost. I'm not worried about anything killing, you know, my garden. I'm, like, it's planted. I'm excited that, gra- that uh, you know, that summer's here. The, the grass is greener. The, the trees are uh, smellier in a good way, you know. We're spending more time outside travel is getting it's getting safer it's getting easier and for you you might have summer plans you know and summer plans is always the time i think when we think of if if you were to look at the timeline of your camera and all the photos that you've taken i would be willing to bet that you know if you're within the first you know 2 years or so of photography probably 70 to 80% of them of the photos that you've taken were in the summertime there's just something about it that we love that we love to capture and the 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 feeling that we have around summer it just feels good and we want to capture that and just keep it forever so again i thought that today i would break down kind of four elements to help you take better photos in the summer so that again you can you can uh live relive these these memories uh forever so Let's go ahead and get into that right now, right? So step number one that we have to think about, or the first element rather, is, you know what, I'm just going to break down all four right now. So uh, the first element is that we have to prepare ourselves for summer because you don't just pick up the camera and amazing photos just happen naturally. We have to prepare ourselves. Next, we have to actually capture the photos. That makes sense. You know, that's that's a big part of photography. Uh, and the way that we do it, I'm going to share some tricks for you and, and some some uh, exercises that you can do to to practice capturing better photos. Next, we have to edit our photos. We have to have a – as I said, you know, if 70 to 80 percent of the photos that we're taking are in the summer, we have to have a system to organize those images. So step number four is to share our photos because summer is just a magical time and we want to make sure that, uh, you know, either others can enjoy it with us or we do something with our photos so that we can enjoy those memories later on. Okay, so let's go back to uh, element one, which is to prepare. Now, when I first got in photography, one thing that I wanted to do, or one thing that I did do, rather, is that I took my camera with me everywhere. I wanted to shoot everything. I wanted to take the best photos. I wanted I wanted my, my images to be a visual document of summer so that at any time you can go back, look through those photos, and be like, yeah, there it was. There's summer. I was there. This is wonderful. But what I found very quickly is that there is a fine line between capturing all the photos that you need to tell the story of summer and actually being present for the things that are actually happening in the summer, you know? So we have to realize that because there is that fine line, inevitably you are going to miss shots. You're going to miss photos and that's okay. 
That is okay. That's perfectly fine. And I'm sure that you're thinking, Raymond, what are you talking about? Missing a photo is probably the worst thing that you can do. And again, it's not because photos should, your images that you capture should, it should simply enhance your memory of whatever's happening and it should not replace them. So I'll give you an example. Uh, when I was, when actually when I was in high school, I went to a concert for one of my favorite bands in high school. I don't know if this is going to date me or not, but it was Dragon Force. And I was so excited. They were playing their first show in America and I had to go. They were playing in San Francisco. Uh, so I went with some friends of mine and I thought, this is going to be amazing. Herman Lee, the guitarist at the time, was just is just a master, master shredder, right? I, I have this huge smile on my face just thinking about it. So that whole night, I would you know, push people out of the way. And I got myself to the front of the show and I recorded the whole show on my Motorola Razor. And as you can imagine, you know, back in, I guess, 2005, cell phone video quality was garbage, but I was so worried about, or I was so focused on rather making sure that, you know, the, that the, that Herman Lee was in the frame and that I could see him and that he was close and that I was getting good, you know, shredding action that when I think back to that night and how amazing it was, I don't really remember the concert. I remember looking at my phone. I remember looking at a concert through my phone, if that makes sense. So unfortunately, in that situation, the 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 videos that I captured replaced the memories that I wanted to have. So you know, it's kind of one of these self-fulfilling prophecies, right? You want to capture something so that you remember it, but you're so focus on capturing it that you don't actually remember any of the event itself. So this is where we need to prepare ourselves. You have to fully understand that you are going to miss some shots and that is going to be okay as long as you're as long as you're being present and you're you know you're 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 being in that moment, you're hanging out with the kids and you're truly enjoying summer for what it is, all right? Now one thing that I love to do is that I will actually give myself some sort of rule that I'm going to follow in terms of photography for the entire summer. So oftentimes doing the whole one camera, one lens can be a very popular rule for you. You're only going to use one camera and one lens for the entire length of the summer. And this is really uh, popular for those who are going on trips. Uh, if you're going on a trip, uh, you know, I was going to use the, the the example of like a cruise or, you know, uh, something like that. Oh, I'm going to turn that off. Uh, going on a cruise or something like that, uh, a tropical trip, when you want to go on these things and you want to capture the entire thing, so you want to bring all of your camera gear. Well, when you bring all of your camera gear, then there's like, what lens do I use here? Should I, you know, what should I do about this? And maybe I could, you know, bring out the tripod and get a slow shot, all these things. So then once again, you're not enjoying the trip. So when you bring the one camera, the one lens, when you bring less you're going to have more experience. And the photos that you get, you're going to have to make work. That's it, you know. Sorry that you didn't get a, you know, sorry that you didn't bring your 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 600 millimeter zoom lens and get the photo of that one rare tropical bird. Does that stink? Of course it does. But is that going to ruin your whole vacation that you didn't get that one photo? I mean, if, if as long as you're not going on like a like a like a bird watching vacation trip then then no it, it shouldn't so bringing one one camera one lens that is my go-to whenever i go on a trip only one camera one lens 
On top of that, you can't, you know, if you don't want to do that, you can give yourself other types of rules uh, for maybe when you're going to shoot. If you just say to yourself, I'm going to shoot all day, every day, you're going to get burnt out real quick. If you got kids, they're going to get burnt out real quick. Um, sometimes it's not going to be feasible because, you know, while it is summer, we still do have life and work and, you know, these things that we need to do. So give yourself rules as, as far as shooting goes. So maybe you give yourself a rule like, I'm only going to photograph things at sunset or I'm only going to photograph things at 2 p.m. You know, if if it's a summer day and you're out doing something, you're probably going to be doing it by 2 p.m. Maybe that's when the height of summer is going to happen for you and that's going to give you a reminder, oh, I got like, this is my time to find something and photograph now um, so that you don't worry all day about capturing everything. That way, at the end of the summer, you're going to have a good chunk of photos that are of your summer, of, of, of what you captured during your summer. Another thing that I like to do, this is, I know, I'm just giving you a bunch of things here. Uh, I love to try to break down things as easy as possible. So thinking to myself, what, you know, if you have a trip planned, what is going to make that, like, what makes that trip special? If you're going out of the country, it's going to be a lot of things. It's going to be the new location. It's going to be uh, the people. It's going to be the sites. You know, what are you going to see? It's going to be the, the geography. What makes those things special? Write those things down. And then you can focus on capturing those. So for all of us, I could say, you know, what makes summer special? Let's play this exercise right now. What makes summer special? Well, for me, with kids, that means, oh, geez, uh, water balloons. Summer is water balloons, road trips, uh, s'mores, fireworks, sunglasses. got to have sunglasses. Summer cocktails. Love summer cocktails. The grill baseball, mowing the grass, all of these things signal to me summer, feel good, relaxed, just enjoyment. So I want to challenge you right now to write, obviously not if you're in your car, that is unsafe. I don't recommend that. But write down a list of the things that you love most about summer, or the things that you're most looking forward to. And this doesn't have to be like, uh, again, I want to challenge you to not just say like, um, Camping trip, right? Tent, fishing, uh, you know, uh, hamburgers on the grill. You know, what are the things that make that are going to make that trip super special for you? And you don't have to write them all down. That's going to be impossible. Write down the five, ten key things that are going to make something to you uh, stand out for what it is. Write those down and keep it on you. Keep it on your phone or something so that you can be prepared to actually capture those details. Because I will tell you what, it's going to be a whole lot more impactful if at the end of the summer you have 10 photos of your camping trip that are of things that, you know, that, that camping that really say camping to you than if you just had a million photos of the kids, you know, putting sticks together and, you know, throwing a line out in the water or whatever. And just like those things, oftentimes we need those detail shots. So again, write down that list, five, 10 things, keep it simple, keep it with you so that you can be prepared to capture those details. Okay. Okay. 
Hey, Raymond here. If you're sometimes baffled by which camera settings to use, then I've got just the thing for you. My free guide, Picture Perfect Camera Settings. It's a fantastic starting point for anybody eager to understand the basics of camera settings in various shooting scenarios. And it's tailored to beginners who want to get out of auto mode, providing clear, easy to follow suggestions on where to start with your settings. So whether you're capturing a stunning landscape or a family portrait, Picture Perfect Camera Settings will help you to get off of automatic mode and explore the possibilities your camera offers. Remember, mastering photography settings is a journey, and this guide is your first step. And the perfect resource to guide you towards finding the right settings for your style. So grab your copy today at perfectcamerasettings.com and start your journey to better photos. Element number two, capture. As you can imagine, capturing images pretty, pretty important here. So there are a few things that we can uh, talk about to make sure that you capture just the best photos possible. Obviously being prepared, as we said earlier, is going to help you in, in knowing what to capture, but now figuring out how to capture those things and actually capturing them is what is going to um, be recorded, essentially. So this summer, I want to challenge you. This is now two challenges I've given you. This is action-packed. Uh, I want to challenge you to focus on just two elements of your photography. And I want that to be your comp uh, composition. And I want that to be action. Those two things. Composition and action. If you nail those two things, the quality of your images is just going to skyrocket. I promise you. So let's talk about some examples. One thing that we do every summer is we go to a water park. Maybe you've heard me talk about it before, uh, Holiday World down in Santa Claus, Indiana. I kid you not, it is a real place. Uh, they have a, a nice large water park, and the kids love to go there. It's very relaxing uh, for us parents because we can just sit back and let them have fun. But at the same time, the kids, it's its very action-packed for them. There's water spraying everywhere. There are uh, slides. There's like a ropes course. There's a bunch of things uh, for the kids to do. So when it comes to composition, it is very easy to get interesting compositions there just because there's so many things going on. All the slides are bright and colorful. Um, you know, the, the, the water, it's going to spray. It makes this interesting lighting effect at times. So you can create compositions from those. Oh, wow. Just all the noises today. Sorry about that. Okay. So um, I'm going to share in the show notes of this episode a uh, some examples of photos uh, that I've taken at the water park as well, just so that you can get an idea that this isn't just like a snapshot. You can still be intentional with the photos that you're capturing, uh, specifically in terms of composition uh, while you're out and, and, and doing these things. So let's take the camping example again. There's always lots of trees, uh, you know, that you can use for, for leading lines or as frames. Um, you can... If, you know, if, if, if uh, kids are walking down by the water, you can be back a little bit and capture a silhouette there. So once again, framing them within the, the bright reflection of the water, that is going to be a composition, the frame right there. So there's a lot of things that we can do. And if we pay more attention to the compositions that we can capture, the better photos are going to come out of it. Now, moving on to action, here here's one thing that I love. Summer is... It feels kind of whimsical, right? I don't know why. Maybe that's a terrible word. That's the first word that's coming to my head. It feels whimsical. So 
oftentimes in photography, we're taught, hey, slow down, be intentional with your photos, visualize the shot, and you won't have to just take a million photos because you'll see it in your head, you'll, you'll get it all ready, and then you'll go to take the photo, one, two, maybe three photos, all that you need before moving on. Well, because summer is more whimsical and we're photographing, uh, you know, for me in my case, and I know many of the listeners, our children, listen, if you got to take a million photos, take a million photos. Nobody should stop you from doing that. The The difference is, is that you, if you pre-visualize your photo before you take it, you're like you're gonna be closer to that shot that you were thinking of in your head, and who cares if you take a million of those photos? A lot of times with the action and kids, they're uncontrollable. You don't know when the right moment is going to be. You can keep practicing that, of course. You can get better at that over time, but don't miss the shot because somebody told you, oh, you should never take more. You know, you can't just take ten photos at a time. That's not a real, you know, that's not really being a photographer. Don't listen to that. If that's what it takes to get that perfect action shot of your kid, you know, jumping on the trampoline, soaked in water and the, you know, the the, the hair flip going everywhere, do it. If that's the shot that you pre-visualize in your head, go for it. Don't worry about what other people say. In uh, another little story here, in film school, I remember being taught in the first week of film school, that if you want something to sound quiet, you actually make the volume louder. I don't know if that sounded right to you, but I kind of got closer to the microphone there and I got quiet, but because you're nice and close to the microphone, it can sound much louder. So because the volume is technically louder, I don't know. I don't know the science behind it, but it works. Okay. The same actually goes for action. Think about this baseball game. You know, maybe your kid is uh, playing competition uh, baseball, going on the road, and you want to capture that action, you know? Well, there's a lot of things going on. There's a million things going on from, you know, the people in the stands, from the umpire, from what's happening at, you know, second base. Are we going to get a line drive? You know, all those things. There's so much stuff that's actually going on. How do we make that impactful? How do we make an impactful image when there's when there's a lot of when there's a lot of stuff. The answer is, don't try to capture it all. Don't actually make something quieter. But zoom in. Like, get a tight shot focus on the action. What is the action? And if it is your child's face and the determination that they have to get up to that plate and just, you know, try to knock it out of the state, they're going to hit it so hard, then that's what it is. Just get a head and shoulders with the bat, you know, like in the background. That's all that you got to get. If you want action, get closer. Always get closer. Immerse yourself in what is going on to, you know, make an immersive photo. That is how that works. Okay, so that was that was that was element number two on how to capture. Focus on your composition and your action. That brings us to element three. Editing, 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 editing. I'm sure some of you right now are thinking, oh, Raymond, I can shoot. But when it comes time to editing, oh, 
No, thank you. That is my least favorite part, and I am with you there. As I said earlier, if if we look at all the photos that we take in a year with our, you know, with our cameras, 60, 70, maybe even 80% of them we are taking in the summer. How are you editing and organizing those photos? Now, when I'm talking about editing, I don't necessarily mean like, you know, color balance and or white balance rather and exposure. While, of course, all those things are important, the real thing that we need to think about here is the organization of our images. So maybe you're using Lightroom CC. We're just going to go with that example. It's pretty much the industry standard. So within Lightroom CC, what I do is I will make a uh, an album of each year, every single year. From And when I say album, I don't mean like a physical book. Well, I do do that. But within Lightroom, I organize things. There's albums and then there's folders. So the album can hold folders uh, within it. So I have uh, an album for every year. So this year I'm working on 2021. And then within each of those, there's a folder for each corresponding month. So in January, we did this. All the photos are captured here. In February, we did this. All the photos are uh, stored here. Now, you can organize things by year and month, if that makes sense to you. You can organize things by event, like summer camping trip 2021, you know, whatever. Whatever you do, the point is to stick with it. There's no right or wrong organizational system. It's as long as it makes sense to you and you're going to keep with it, then that's perfect. That's honestly all that you need. So that is what I do. I just organize everything by year and then by month because I found very quickly after having Charlie and we'd take many trips to the park and that's typically where, uh, you know, I would take photos of him. I found that on my computer, I had a lot of folders called Charlie at the park <laughs> and that really didn't give me much context there. But it, it wasn't, it's not that I was going to remember that trip to the park. It was just I had those photos and I needed to save them somewhere. So now it just makes more sense to save everything by by month, by year, and then by month. And then you can just go through all the photos. And then, of course, you could tag photos within there if there is like a special event, like going camping, summer camping trip, you know, whatever it is. You can You can put in certain tags so that you can find just those photos later on easier also. Now, the next part is the actual image size or the image side of editing, not image size. Um, so now that we've tackled the organization, let's talk about the actual images themselves. So uh, as a professional wedding photographer, the work that I do has to have um, standards, essentially, standards in style and image editing to uphold, because oftentimes that is why people are hiring me. They're looking at my photos and they're thinking, this feels fresh, this feels timeless, this feels classic, this does not feel over-processed, these photos aren't going to be dated in, in 10 or 15 years with heavy filters, and I have to uphold that with my clients. However, in my personal work, I don't. So sometimes I go crazy. <laughs> I I do not care. I will throw filters on. I will try totally new techniques when it comes to editing. I will change colors. I will do all sorts of stuff because that is kind of my free and creative zone. Now, do all these photos turn out perfect? No, not at all. A lot of times the photos, you know, looking back, 
they don't turn out great. But every once in a while, you will get something that you love so much that then I can incorporate that into my professional work. So something that I wouldn't have thought of previously, because I've been experimenting and just trying new things and being open, it will go into my professional work and make my images better. But to do so, I uh, will often, I will still try to make things as easy as possible for me. Uh, and I know that when I first got started in photography, within Lightroom, there are like a million different sliders. And if you don't know what they all do, it can be hard to get the look that you're going for. So, you know, over the past 10, 12 years, I have been creating certain looks, I guess you could say, and then just saving them as presets within Lightroom. And now I just give away those for free. So if 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 you want to create, uh, you know, some interesting images, if you want to experiment and have fun, or even honestly, the the same preset that I that I put on my professional work as well is included, uh, you can download 52 of my Lightroom presets absolutely free. Yes, I know that they sell for like $50 online. I know that sometimes they sell for $100 online. But uh, honestly, I know the struggle of not knowing how to edit something and still wanting to get a really good photo. So I'm going to give you my 52 Lightroom presets absolutely free. They work on Lightroom Classic, Lightroom CC, on a desktop, on mobile, on your phone, on your tablet, all those places. So you can download those today at freephotographypresets.com come sign up download them right away put them to work and start to uncover the gold mine of images that you've already captured but they just need a little help when it comes to editing okay and lastly we have element number four and element number four as i said earlier is to share your photos Summer is it's just this magical time, it feels like, uh, you know, when we think back to our own childhood and, you know, for our kids, it is just lightning in a bottle and it's 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 over too soon. And you think to yourself, how is it over? <laughs> it's already over. I swear that we were just getting ready, you know, for a camping trip and it's already gone. It's over. Everybody's back to school, back to work. It's just gone far too soon. Don't let those memories go by the wayside. We need to do something with those photographs. Whether that be to simply just share those photos on social media, and then, you know, next year you get one of those memories reminder, like, here's what happened a year ago today. Or you print your photos and hang them up in your house. I don't think that we fully understand the the power of print. When something is printed, it really feels real for you know for for lack of a better term it feels real it, there's something about a printed photo that is entirely different than viewing an image on a computer and when today we view i mean hundreds of images every single day on a computer seeing one printed having one of your children printed having one of your memories printed makes it real and it becomes a reminder to you that this thing happened and it was magical and you enjoyed it so much that you want to remember it long term so please print your photos it is very easy to do if you are you know here in the states if you're getting a photo honestly printed smaller than an 8x10 like a 4x6 5x7 you know some places even an 8x10 like if you go to costco 
I would say that no matter where you go, you're going to get just you're going to get a fine photo. It's going to be exactly what you're looking for. Of course, when you start to get larger, you really do need to think about things like resolution. You need to think about things like color space and making sure that the photo is perfect before you upload it so that when you get it, it's right. But again, if you're printing something smaller than 8 by 10, Go to Walmart, go to CVS, go to Walgreens, go to Costco, go to Target. It doesn't matter. Get into the practice of just getting your photos printed and everything else will fall into place. Don't worry about getting it right or perfect or I'm a photographer. It has to be, you know, amazing. Just just get it done. Just get it done first. And then if you like it enough, then start exploring, uh, you know, all the other ways to print things or better print or print bigger. There you go. Okay. So third challenge here, I'm going to challenge you to just get a single photo printed, uh, you know, by the end of the summer, just a single photo. It's not very hard. You can upload it to, I don't know, walgreens.com and, and, and get it for less than a dollar. You go pick it up, and it's a it's it's a magical experience. And if you have kids, for them to look through those photos, it's incredible. Another thing that you could do if you have more time is to actually create a book of your memories, say, of your summer. Summer 2021, here's everything that we did from the last day of school to the first day of school for the kids. Here is everything that we packed in. Uh, and one way that you can do that, I do it actually within um, – Actually, just within Lightroom. Lightroom uh, Classic has a book tab up at the top, a book module. And it's very easy to just drag and drop photos and then get those photos printed by, or the photos, get the entire book printed by Blurb. And they do a great job for these uh family yearbook uh type things which I do every year. I don't do a I don't do a summer specific uh book for our family because I just do one big yearbook, but um you can easily do this. You could get it done for less than $50 and then you have just this amazing memory. Once again, it's printed, it is real. It really happened. You really went camping, you really went fishing, you really did all those wonderful things. You got hit in the face with a water balloon, you got s'mores chocolate all over your face. You looked great in those new sunglasses and you tried some great summer cocktails by the grill or at the baseball game or while mowing the grass. All of those things you did and this is your way to capture that. And 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 um, uh, remember it, you know. If if these things happen every year, how are we going to differentiate? How are we going to get better? And how are we going to remember these things? So that is what we need to do. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Just do not let your com- your photos die on your computer. Okay. That is it. Let's go ahead and recap the four elements before I let you go. Element number one: prepare. Just get in that mindset of capture, of capturing everything versus actually being present to enjoy those things. Your photos should not enhance your memory. I mean, your photos should enhance your memories, not replace them. Step number two is to capture your photos. This summer, just focus on composition and action. So look at how you frame your photos and then get closer to that action to make it real. Element number three was to edit. 
you need to have a system to organize your images. Within Lightroom, you can easily make uh, break down categories by, by year and then by month, or you could do it by event. Whatever you want to do, just stick with it. And you can check out my 52 free Lightroom presets by heading over to freephotographypresets.com to download yours today and just start editing that goldmine of images that you've already captured but just need a little bit of help. And last, share your photos, whether it be on social media or in printed form, you need to do something to solidify that this event actually happened and that you and your family truly enjoyed the events uh, that happened and you, you somehow capture that lightning in a bottle. I recommend printing photos, whether it be a, a, just a print or in a book, but you can also do social media, but you only get half points for that. You get bonus points for actually posting your, or actually printing your photos. So those are my four elements to, to capturing, to taking and capturing better summer uh, memories. Again, summer is this magical time. I want you to get out. I want you to enjoy it to the fullest and don't let your camera get in the way. Let your camera uh, help you to to capture the things that you know are are fleeting just with time. These are these are our uh, the camera is our time machine. If we use it correctly, it's going to take you back wherever you want to go. So that is it. Until next week, I want you to uh, keep shooting. I want you to stay safe. And that's it. I'll see you then. Love you all. Thank you for listening to the Beginner Photography Podcast. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving a review in iTunes. Keep shooting, and we'll see you next week.